Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Santagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. Just want to remind everyone of our Patreon. We have a Patreon set up to support the show. It only costs a dollar. You can head to patreon.com slash OPL show. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash OPL show. We have some bonus content and other things oh, yeah. uh, there. Some episodes well. with us so you can get to know us a little bit. Right. There's a Q&A that we do sometimes uh, on our Patreon as well, so you can check that out. Um, anyway, today is a very interesting episode, uh, something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, we are talking to someone who has Tourette's. And from what I read in our email, a sort of severe case of Tourette's. Like all the tics, kind of. Right. Like what you would typically think Tourette's is. It is rare, so I think it's like a lot of people would exaggerate what Do Tourette's is. Do you know anyone is. who has Tourette's? No, not at all. I... I think I know someone who has it, but it's not, it's, if you met them, you wouldn't really know, but yeah. it's like a, it's like a movement, um, tick. like a tick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I know people who like have certain ticks and stuff. Uh, is that always Tourette's? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I was told that it was Tourette's, but like, I wouldn't have known that it was, Right. you know, I would have just thought like, I don't know. He just has like this thing that he does for his arm or yeah. something, you know, I yeah. don't know. But I feel like when everyone hears Tourette's, they think of. People just screaming inappropriate things. Yeah. Right. So, I mean. Which, in this case, the person we're speaking to does have a more severe case. Right. Where there may be some inappropriate things. Right. Said. Uh, you actually, you may know her. So, her name is Sweet <coughs> Anita. She mm -hmm. is actually a Twitch gamer. She has a YouTube channel, uh, which is cool. She's kind of taken... Uh, you know, her Tourette's and I'm not going to say put a brand behind the Tourette's. She has kind of a brand herself, uh, but she's like known as the Twitch gamer who live stream, who also has Tourette's, who kind of has the ticks and everything while she's gaming. Uh, but she has a big following. Like she's, she's huge well following. Has yeah. 400,000 followers on Twitch, which is astronomical. Yep. Uh, yeah. So her Twitch is sweet underscore Anita. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, we want to focus, you know, a bit more on, Tourette's and, and the condition with her and, and learn a little bit about it. Uh, one yeah, of those I, things I really, that you don't really encounter that yeah. much every day. So uh, because it's rare, you don't really know anyone that has it. Yeah. And I feel like you have to experience it in, in order to get like a better understanding of it too, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of, I know like South Park did like a episode on it or whatever. So that, you know, obviously that's a huge show. So like, Obviously, that can't be your experience with like, oh, okay, this is what it is. It's, it's fucking South Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I, I think it is. <clears throat> I think it is one of those things that you kind of have to experience to get a better understanding of. And I, I just like it's always been just interesting to me because it's so hard for me to obviously understand being completely, especially someone who I consider myself like a control freak, right? To be so out of control of even movements or things you say. It's 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 very interesting to me. So I'm yeah, I would imagine the frustration level and of just not being in control or yeah, I, not being able to stop it. Yeah, I wonder like what that thought process is kind of like. Like if it's, I don't. Obviously, they can't stop it, but I don't know. Just, and it changes everything about going out in public or yeah i haven't even really thought about that. or just like anything like just everyday people. lives yeah. yeah yeah working having a job if you're having kind of like ticks and twitches if you're saying inappropriate things i mean that literally affects every aspect of your life especially being in public yeah 
Yeah, I, I you see those are things you don't even like think about. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, let me try and understand what this thing is, but you don't really understand how the the effect it actually has because it's so life. visible and like it's not a disorder or condition it, that you can necessarily hide. Like mm-hmm. you, if someone has a severe case of Tourette's, you're gonna know that person has Tourette's. Right. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm very um interested in this topic and. Let's uh, give sweet Anita a call and uh, find out more about Tourette's. Can you hear me? Oh, now we can hear you. Yep, there you are. How's it going? It's going great. I've never used uh, this particular kind of software before, so forgive me. No, I, no worries. I, like, like, all of that time was me just figuring out that I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just kind of wanted to start off um, the interview with, uh, you know, just getting your general definition of what Tourette's is and how you started to notice um, that you had it. Oh, okay. So basically, um, Tourette's is really kitten. It's really difficult for to, to give one definition because it's so diverse. It's 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 different for everyone who experiences it. Um, for some people, it's motor tics, which are kitten. They're physical movements that you can't control. Um, and uh, there is vocal tics, which are things that you say that you can't control. And for some, it's very inappropriate. But for others, it's completely benign, normal words. I mean, I have a mixture of both. I say things as gentle as kitten or just little whistles. But I also will offer to fist you. And um, I will make uh, fapping gestures at people in public and just grunt and make eye contact. And I won't be able to stop until the tick decides it's finished. Um, so for me, that's called coprolalia when it's uh, inappropriate um, and offensive uh, vocal tics, that's coprolalia. But then there are motor tics and there is also um, written tics as well. Like I, I, I write tics down and I can actually ruin furniture, sofas and things if I keep pens on me because of it. So yeah, it's very diverse. Some of us have one kind of tick only and it'll be like just clearing your throat lots of times or a really really exaggerated blink kitten but for me it's it's all over the place it's pretty much most of the things that you can get from Tourette's I have quite a kitten quite a severe version okay yeah I was gonna ask that uh, kind of how severe yours is compared to um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say like the average person but it, it is more on the severe end of the spectrum yeah, it is. It's pretty severe, and it's pretty rare to get it this severely. Uh, most people with Tourette's uh, apparently are fem- uh, are male, so mm. it's rare, rarer for a woman to have it, and it's rarer to have so many so frequently. It's rarer for it to be so inappropriate and obvious as well. Got it. So, at at what age does it sort of develop, or, or when do you start to you know take notice and and know that this is something that you might have? I have a dick. I kitten. I don't have a dick. That would be a tick, by the way. That's a good example. That's a perfect um, example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 because obviously because of my work, I have a lot of people asking whether or not I genuinely have a dick, which is quite funny. Um, but I started noticing kitten when I was really young. I can't remember a time where I wasn't ticking basically um but for some people it will generally start later in life some people they get it like when they're 11 or 12 just all of a sudden they one day they were just completely you know chill and 
um, they never had any ticks before and then the next day all of a sudden their their shoulder twitches and it just does it all the time and they don't know how to stop it and like some people they can go their whole lives and they could be in their 30s and suddenly get it or 20s so there's no set age that you any you know people on average start to notice but most of us get it in childhood and a lot of us grow out of it so um yeah usually early in life usually so you said like for for as long as you can remember you've had ticks yeah hun yeah uh i remember the first tick i got was and uh, uh, I used to get my mom in trouble because I used to do it really crisp crisply and cleanly, like an adult whistling. But I was a basically a toddler. And so they would look at my mom and she's always been beautiful kittens. So there'd be like these ugly builders who thought that she was coming on to them. And they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, hello, love. And she'd be like, why would you do this to me? Stop it. It's like reverse cat calling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And the worst part is I get mistaken um, for a cat caller. Like I will, I will, hello, sailor. And then I'll wink as well. Like all three of those ticks, they're separate ticks that can happen individually, but sometimes they happen all together in public. And it's gotten me kitten in so much trouble. Um, the most prominent example I can give is kitten when um, I was at the post office and there was this father and son. He looks about, son looked about 19. And uh, I went, Hello, sailor. And they both turned around and I winked. And what I tried to say was, I, kitten, I have a fish. I, I tried to say I have Tourette's, I'm really sorry. But what I actually said was, would you like a fisting? Um, <laughs> <laughs> kitten, so they laughed and they looked at each other like, what the fuck is happening? And I, um, kitten, I, I turned to the post office worker because he knew me. And I was like, ah, help me out here. Guys, I have Tourette's. He knows. Guy, could you just confirm I have Tourette's? Like, no, right. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a pervert. And he went, "Oh, this girl. She has. She's a nightmare. We had the banner three times. Like, he totally landed me in it. Like, just as a joke. <laughs> so, so the father and son just laughed and went, "All right then. So, which one of us do you want first? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, do the ticks change over time? Like, for example, now if if kitten is a prominent one like eventually will you just not say kitten anymore does do they get like replaced are they kind of cyclical is it just random all the time how does that work um it's a mixture of all kinds so i've had some ticks for um uh, at least 20 years and they've never gone away like i am always going on about cats and how i fuck cats or i touch cats or i want to throw a cat up your dick like stupid stuff like that and then um so cats have been central to my tick for a very long time but mm. then some of them are just situational and will only happen once and will never happen again mm. so it's just it, it the way i see it is there's a part of my brain that just randomly generates word salad um and it has favorites but you can't really guess what's going to happen I would imagine it surprises even you sometimes. Yep. And I do wonder how, because uh, I am, um, my my Tourette seems to have more of a sense of humor and a quick sense of humor than I do consciously. So, for example, like, I, I remember one of my ticks is, my, my dick is Jesus. Resurrection, bitch. And, like, <laughs> things like that. And they're things I would <laughs> never say or joke about. Right. And, yeah. And they come out in all different voices and all different accents. Um, so there's a part of me that's far more skilled at, say, having an Irish accent than I could ever actually try myself, which is so odd. Hmm. Yeah, oh, so, so you'll have a tick in, in like a different accent. Either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I don't know why, or even the last time I heard that accent. And you're saying like you couldn't even like recreate that accent if you tried, mm. but it's because it's a tick, like it just comes out a certain way. Yeah, which is so wow. odd. Is it ever painful or, or are there ever, I don't know what you would call them, like fits or periods where you almost want it to stop, but you're not able to? Mm. Hey, um, yeah, like it can be very dangerous. Um, for example, uh, cooking is a little bit of a nightmare. Um, sometimes I would just put my hand in the hob, like the the oven fire on the top where you cook pans, pots and pans. Like wow. that, the, I'll see the open flame and then the next thing my hand will just dip into it. Or um, I'll punch my chin so much for so many years. I have a cat. I have a cat um, that I will. I've actually changed the way that my chin has grown, and one side of my chin is actually more prominent than the other. It's distorted my chin at an angle because I've just wow. punched it all day every day for so long and kitten i also have kitten an autoimmune disorder which makes the soft tissue in my esophagus really really um easily torn or scarred and if i shout constantly i'll start to bleed and cough up blood and i can't stop and yeah there are just lots of examples like that where you don't choose to do it and if it's painful it still happens um and it's not just me I'll punch either, it's other people, um, which has gotten me into some trouble as well. I've been kicked off public transport because of it. Um, and yeah, it, it can even happen in intimate moments as well. Hmm. So yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, I, it's my background noise. I, I'm not worried about it or scared that it'll happen. I'm just frustrated sometimes when it's agonizing and I can't get on with my day. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you you have like a good sort of sense of humor and attitude about it. Like, like I, I'm assuming now, was there ever a point in time where it was like this was like a frustrating thing? Where like, why is this like happening to me? And you can't just kind of stop it. Well, before I had a diagnosis, I, I legit just thought I was crazy, and that um, I I got frustrated with the isolation it caused more than anything I, I've had quite a lot of compassion with myself because I can feel what's going on and I can feel that I'm not choosing to so I've never really been angry at me for it but mm. um, when I first tried to get diagnosed I was about 13 and um, the doctor went do you think you have magical powers kitten do you have a cock do you fuck do you have um, do you see things that aren't there uh, these sorts of questions and obviously I was like no because I don't have that kind of, you know, problem. And they would be like, well, you, you're probably just attention seeking and you'll grow out of it. And that was really painful for me because I was terrified that if I did this around people, they'd think I was attention seeking. So I isolated myself and I was agoraphobic for four years. And um, when I tried again, I got a similar response um, in my teens. And then finally, I really put my foot down, went to the hospital, got some testing, and they gave me a diagnosis. And after that, all of the frustration and isolation just melted away because I had a kitten. I had a fuck. Um, I was finally able to use this magic word to explain what was happening. And people suddenly realized that I didn't have any negative intents and I wasn't some random pervert making like wanking gestures at kids. Right. Like I was, I was somebody who's just going through something, you know, and that changed everything and enabled me to have friends and a life basically. Yeah, no, that that's great. And um, I mean, we talked to a lot of guests who have 
whatever it may be, different lifestyles, conditions, disorders. And you know, I think the great thing about so many of our guests is that they are either, you know, on a path to kind of accepting it, living their best life with whatever they have, or, or they've been able to kind of come to terms with it and, you know, find that happiness and that existence. I think you're probably the most extreme example where you've taken all of this and have literally just created a big brand behind it, obviously with the Twitch channel and the YouTube channel. When did you decide that? Because that's a whole nother level of self-assurance and confidence, I think, where, you know, you decide I'm not going to hide this from anyone. In fact, I'm going to promote it. Well, oddly, that wasn't ever what I wanted to do when I first joined Twitch. I um, So I used to play a lot of Overwatch, which is like this kind of first-person fantasy shooter game. And I used to get drunk and just dick about and do impersonations of the characters. And I was on push to talk, so kitten, nobody heard the inappropriate stuff. They only ever heard what I intended to say. You hold down the button and you speak, and then you let go and they can't hear you anymore. And it was perfect because in that situation I got to role play as a normal person and the kitten, the first thing that people saw was not my condition, Han, it was Han, it was my dick. It was actually my identity, me fooling around and having fun with them and I loved that. I loved being just me and not my condition. Um, so when I happened upon a Twitch streamer who said, by the way, I'm streaming and we were having this really funny conversation and I really loved it. And then I jumped into his stream and his uh, following was basically saying this must be either a streamer, a voice actor or a soundboard. And they were looking for me. They were using my new username to look for me and like they assumed I must have some presence on the Internet. And I was thinking to myself, kitten. If that's if I'm doing the stuff that typically makes you a streamer, why don't I give it a go? Hmm. Um, and I had intended to stay on Push to Talk. I had intended because I thought that the TOS, the terms of service of Twitch, would mean that I'd get banned with my condition because right. I fuck. Because, hmm, because like making wanking gestures at thousands of people. <laughs> um, yeah, normally you wouldn't be allowed to do that on Twitch, um, but they're being very understanding about my condition. And um, so, yeah, I couldn't figure out, because I have about the tech savviness of a grandma. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't figure out how to kitten, how to fuck my cat. I couldn't figure out how to actually edit out my ticks. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out the push to talk on the software used to stream. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just get drunk, I'll have fun, and they could ban me when they ban me. And I thought this would be like a two-week affair until the Twitch moderators came along and figured out I was here. Um, and then the fun would be over. But what I got was actually a lot of acceptance and understanding from um, the, the Twitch moderators. So I'm still here, which is a complete surprise to me. But what it meant was, at, at first it was like 20 or so people from my friend group on Overwatch. And then it grew, and that was a surprise. And when it hit 100 people that were on a average tuning in, I was immensely surprised. And I was like, any minute now, I'm going to get banned. <laughs> and uh, it just didn't happen. And it kept growing and growing and growing. And I still wasn't banned. And along the way, because of the community that's gathered, I have been given that confidence. It wasn't ever that I kitten. I fucked a cat. It wasn't, it wasn't Jesus. It wasn't that I that I was like feeling really confident in my condition and I wanted to share it with the world. Um, it was that the community that grew around me supported me and made me feel more comfortable despite my tick. And the more they grew, um, the more I had to re 
learn to be relaxed with it. And yeah, I'd say that it was the opposite way round. There was never a point where I went, well, you know what? I want to share my condition with the world. Hmm. It was more like these people that started to gather around me started to make me feel more and more comfortable. And I'm so grateful for that. And I never expected it. I expected I'd be banned by now. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because, I mean, you've, you've grown. You have over 400,000 followers on Twitch now. So, I mean, I think you just, you know, not hiding this and just kind mm. of streaming and letting people see, you know, your tics and whatnot. I think it actually raises a lot of awareness of, like, what Tourette syndrome is, you know? Yeah, yeah, I can. I agree, and it was never what I intended. Um, but I'm really glad. It's a beautiful side effect, and the more that, pe like, we have a Discord community which is built around the stream, so people who enjoy the stream can connect with each other there. And it has over twenty-one thousand people in it, and a lot of people have who have Tourette's have come there and normally it's very difficult in in places like discord servers to find somewhere to be accepted and feel okay and feel like you're not going to get bullied or anything like that if you're different um because these servers can be quite toxic but right. in in this one in particular everyone is really accepting really loving and it's given lots of people with conditions that they'd usually be ashamed of to actually make friends and socialize confidently. We have open chat rooms where groups of people can just talk to each other in there and um, people tick and they're not afraid or insecure about it anymore. I get messages all the time saying, you know, I used to be really scared or upset and now I finally found a place where I belong. There are people who didn't know they had Tourette's till they found the stream and they finally have a diagnosis now. There are people who have facial disfigurements or are in a wheelchair and they've taken this as inspiration to get out there and start streaming or, you know, start doing something they've always been afraid to. So it's tra transformed into something kitten beautiful through the awareness and I get asked questions for hours on on my stream and I don't mind repeating myself and answering it again and again because kitten the more people know and understand about my condition the more people treat us fairly and kindly and receptively in public um, I don't want the next generation of people with Tourette's to fuck to fuck my friends to hey to um have to get kicked off public transport and um have to struggle with education and things like that like i did um i i'd love for the impact of this to be that people feel safer in the world because of it no absolutely that that's amazing it's so cool when when things like this develop kind of by accident you know Hi. just just having no idea that it would grow to to what it's become mm. Um, I had a question also. I kind of wanted to just like backtrack a little bit. It, are you able to feel when one of these ticks are coming or is it it's out and it's like now you're noticing as soon as you're saying it? Well, there are two kinds of ticks. Um, and the ones that are really inappropriate that I'm scared of saying, it's like, I, it's like you can feel those and you can feel it build up, especially if you try not to tick. It's kind of like trying not to cough. Um mm. And I feel squeezed, I feel uncomfortable, it, it's kind of painful, and then it usually comes out even worse. And then there's the other kind of tick where it's not what I'm thinking, it's not what I'm feeling, and it just falls out of me. And I don't hear it anymore because, much like if you live by the train tracks your whole life, you mm. stop hearing the trains. Right. Um, 
I've stopped listening or tuning into the tick. But if you're suddenly very aware of it because you're scared of it happening, you suddenly start to notice the little pre-feeling before it where you feel like a tension in your chest and then it happens. Um, and that tension in your chest is a warning you need to get somewhere else now, um, especially if I'm around children or in, a, say, at a funeral um, somewhere where I really, really don't want to ruin things or make it about me. So, yeah, you can feel it to an extent if you focus in on it, but most of the time I don't even hear it. Like, I'll go to a kitten, I'll fuck a cat, I'll go to a shop, and suddenly everyone stopped and looked at me. And I don't know why, and it's like, what did I tick? Did, is this, like, an embarrassing situation, or is this uh, the security's going to pat me down for weapons situation? What did I say? Um, and in, in that respect, I guess it's both. <laughs> What what part of your life would you say this kind of affected the most? Uh, is it like, you know, relationships or is it kind of like professionally? Um, you know, now that you do the, the whole Twitch thing, you're kind of in control of your own brand and, you know, you, you work for yourself. Um, but was there ever a time where this was affecting... I the queen. It, it was, this was affecting your, uh, like, your job or that you were working for somebody and, like, it, it was had an effect there? Or was, which one did it like kind of affect more? I've never been able to be employed by anybody. Um, the only exception was when I was a little kid, I had a paper round. You grab the papers, you don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> um, so like since then, I've never been able to be employed. I mean, I spank people as a tick. I also hump people if they bend over as a tick. And I can't guarantee which end of you will hump either. This makes you totally unemployable in situations like I couldn't stack shelves in a shop. I couldn't do basic jobs and education. I did it. I got my degree, but it was a nightmare. And um, the thing is, like, there isn't much you can do if you might accidentally sexually assault someone. This is the trouble with it. So... Um, working with others has always been tough for me, and I I have only ever been self-employed. I've also been a carer, so I've never had regular amounts of time. My mom's always been ill. So the first thing I did to get employed was I went and collected sea glass and, um, as a hobby, and then I found out people sell and traded it, so I started selling it online. I saved up the money. And I started buying crafts materials to sell a craft shop online. And that was how I managed to get around it all and actually start earning despite my condition. But I really don't see how I could work with others um, with my condition being as severe as it is. Kitten. What about traveling on airplanes? Is that possible at all? I'm going to find out. I'm going to TwitchCon Berlin ah. um, in April. I've never even had a passport. So um, I've been doing some reading about what people who have Tourette's do, and they quite often ring in ahead and see if they can be seated alone or away from others. Um, you explain what your tics are like and beforehand so that they kitten, so they fuck my cat, so they know what to expect. Um, and yeah, it kitten, It it's not too bad as far as I've read as long as they know um, otherwise there might be some sort of situation when I get searched or, or like I might get searched or I might you know start shouting something that worries other passengers I don't know yet and it's all gonna be a bit of a moment of discovery for me do you stress about something like that like knowing that's coming up or are you kind of past that point where you've obviously come to accept you know whatever happens and you're not worried if it you know makes a scene or offends other people 
Well, this is the thing, like, obviously, if I can choose, I'd prefer not to cause anyone any discomfort or harm. So, like, I go to the cinema, and usually because I'm in a small town, there's barely anyone in there. But if there's lots of people in there and someone complains and I get removed, I don't even argue with them. I don't try to explain my condition or demand to be there or say, this is discrimination or anything, because from my perspective, kitten... Um, the, their needs, there's lots of people there. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So if I could choose not to cause anyone any discomfort, I'll choose not to. But I won't fret about it when I can't choose, and I'll still go out and do things despite um, kind of like this persistent threat. Like sometimes people will get angry at me, very angry with me. And I know that's a possibility when I leave the door. But I kind of, I don't want to let fear ever control me again after being isolated for four years, being agoraphobic and being terrified of how people will see me. I kind of realized that if you just give up and let fear control you, then you've already lost. The only way that you can ever ha reach for a good life is where you take the option where there's a chance that good things can happen. And there's no chance that my life could be happy and complete if I stay at home and try to avoid every scenario that could be uncomfortable. So I found a kitten. I found a mental place where I could just go, whatever happens, happens. And to have a sense of humor about it and to have a laugh at the situation because it's ridiculous. And I've made friends that way. And the, I found that most importantly, self-acceptance is contagious so the more i've come to be comfortable with what's happening um the more other people immediately relax with it too so the confrontation has significantly reduced since i found that place mentally and i'm not afraid yeah you know i'm like honestly like i'm thinking about it right now because um you know obviously as we're recording this there are some ticks that that are happening, you know, live on this this podcast. And after a while, I'm not even noticing sometimes yeah, that, that yeah. it's happening. And, like, you just continue, like, past it because you can just tell that you are just so comfortable with it now. It's not something that – I mean, with some of them, I guess. And, and uh, yeah, it's like now I'm not even noticing sometimes mm -hmm. already, you know, because you just make it so, like, normal. It's in it's in there with everything, <laughs> kind of, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, that's – this is – this is uh, – this is very insightful because I, I've never met anyone or, or like even known too much about uh, Tourette's. I actually, I know of one person, but they have Hi. more of the um, the motor ones. I think you you call it, where it's like kind of like a, a twitch or something with their with a body part, but nothing like uh -huh. vocal, you know. Um, so yeah, I think you know it, it, it's great that you're on the podcast. It's great that you have your your Twitch channel because you're really like getting it out there and like you know for the world to see. And it's admir admirable as well, I would say. Thank you. Yeah, it seems well, like you found a good balance too where you're not just defining yourself by that condition either. Like I've, I've watched some of your streams too and it's like, it's just fun to watch and you're just a funny, uplifting person as well. And, you know, Tourette's or not, I'm sure you'd still have, you know, a career in, in gaming. Thanks. Which is weird because um, since I've just pl been playing for a laugh, I used to get, take my games so seriously. I used to try and get good and I used to ace things. And I, I stopped caring uh, like a year or two ago and I just started drinking and laughing and making friends instead. And I'm I, to this day, that attitude has been lovely and has made games incredibly fun, but I'm so bad at <laughs> games. Yeah. So bad at them. Like I get drunk, I fuck, sh I fuck everything up. I, I am really bad at it, and I feel 
like almost guilty sometimes because people have to grind on Twitch for so many years and they have to be so good at the game and they have to compete with so many other people that are better than them to get one inch on this platform. And here I am just blundering around being absolutely terrible at everything. <laughs> and yeah, and it, it just seems a little bit unfair, but I'm really grateful that people are enjoying it. I'm grateful that I've been given the opportunity to spread awareness. And I'm so surprised and overjoyed that it's helped other people and improved their lives because that's not what I expected. But yeah, it's been a wonderful experience. And I'd say if anyone's listening who has any kind of disability or disfigurement or anything going on with them that makes them feel afraid, I'd say self-acceptance self is contagious if you find the mental place where this is your normal and you're okay with it other people can be okay with it too um and no matter what it is that you want to do there is a way there is a fucking way and you know it's worth trying it's worth trying that's in incredible i i literally don't even know what to ask you because when you start talking it's like you cover everything and you're just so like <laughs> It's great. <laughs> also, just an, an amazing speaker, which is funny. I feel like people wouldn't expect us to ever say, like, oh, who's our most, like, well-spoken guest? Probably the, the girl with Tourette's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you like a fisting? Sorry. I, I offer, the, offer to fist people all the time, and I'm never thinking about fisting. Um, I, oh, I was going to ask that, too. Does When you say things like that, do, like... There's no like mental association with that. Like like you just said, you're not obviously thinking about fisting. There's no like, like are you thinking about cats when you say kitten or just not at all? It's just totally disassociated. Not at all. Not at all. Like when I go and talk to cats, because I'm one of those people who will stand, stop everything I'm doing and just start talking to a cat. Like, hey, buddy, <laughs> how you doing? And I don't shout cats at them. I might offer to fist them. I might tell them I have a dick, but I, I don't. They don't trigger that specific word. It's hmm. not by association at all. And um, yeah, the, a lot of people don't get this that I meet in public. They can, they quite often have a misconception about Tourette's that if they've heard of it at all, then they think it's that you have no filter and anything pops into your head, you say. And from that perspective, people must think I'm an absolute pervert. But the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> it's not like that. And um, I relish in answering questions because the more I make people understand, the next person who they meet with, meet with Tourette's, not mate with Tourette's, um, will probably have an easier time with them and have a, a much more safe interaction. So, yeah, I... I, I I don't think of those things most of the time. It's not something that crosses my mind at all. It's kind of like having, it's like being possessed. There's just a part of me that acts and responds and thinks on its own. And I'm just not a part of that process whatsoever. Yeah. And one of uh, the last questions I have, are there kind of, I don't know if you would call them coping mechanisms or practices or anything that you can do to try to maybe stop some of the ticks from coming on or, kind of calm mm. yourself oh yeah yeah like um i don't tick when i whistle and i demonstrate that quite often on stream like i can whistle a whole song and the whole time not a single tick will come out mm. um it's quite common for people with tourettes to have things like music especially playing singing music instruments anything like that and i fuck a biscuit we'll we'll double dunk we'll we'll make sure that you don't um, tick. It, it, it engages your brain in a way that just prevents it, which is lovely. But unfortunately, you just can't go through life constantly whistling or singing because you, at some point it just starts to make you look just as insane as what you would have ticked anyway. 
So yeah, like it's helpful in that respect. Like I'd rather sit on a train and be that annoying whistler than be the person who shouted "Pedo" a child, you know. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, there is coping mechanisms, um, but they're not always consistent. I mean, you could suppress for short periods of time, but it quite often makes it come out worse. And a good example of that was kitten. Um, so my ex, when I first met his parents. He said, can we not tell him that you have Tourette's because it'll be so funny? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, um, I tried to suppress. I tried to play it cool. And the more I did that, the worse it got. I spanked someone in front of them. Oh, and they're man. like, who have you brought into the family? Because you're just <laughs> no random Lester. Yeah. And the dude I spanked was leaning into a frozen section of a supermarket. And he turned around with his fists ready to go. He was so angry. And then he saw this little girl and he looked me up and down, this five foot two little girl. And um, he wasn't, I'm not sure he knew what he felt about it anymore. There were so many emotions flitting across his face. Um, and I, I just <laughs> ran off before I, he decided how he felt. And um, hey, but his parents saw, which made me feel more awkward. And then I tried to suppress and suppress and it just all came out at once. We were walking up the street and um, I just went in the middle of town, in the middle of the day, I'm a pedo, just so long, like e echoing across the street. And um they all burst out laughing, luckily. And um, his dad just, <laughs> yeah. His dad looked like a raspberry. He was so red. He actually started crawling. So did his brother. Like, they were winded by it. <laughs> um, and they were so lovely, bless them, that whenever I came to visit them, uh, they'd all, oh, everyone in the house would just shout, I'm a pedo, in unison <laughs> to greet me. So, yeah, suppressing doesn't work that well. Quite often makes it funnier, to be fair. Um, so I just don't bother anymore. I just let what happens happens absolutely that's so funny that's great they have such a, like a sense of humor about it. Yeah. like all right cool let's not tell them <laughs> it's, yeah. it's weirder to me that you were in a supermarket meeting your parent uh your yeah, boyfriend's well. parents for the first time that's the <laughs> strangest food place shopping to, and you're gonna be my parents we're all gonna go food shopping <laughs> well we um we had a portion of chips on the beach and then we decided we were going to cook dinner later together so we went to the supermarket straight after and um, that's how that situation came about. So they basically took me to all of the places I usually avoid because of my condition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you can't even write that scene in a movie. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, awesome. I, we're, uh, we're good to wrap up. Is there anything else that you wanted to say or any other advice that you want to leave people with? Maybe anyone listening who could possibly have Tourette's or isn't sure or, or hasn't been diagnosed? I'd say worrying is a misuse of the imagination. Stop focusing on the worst case scenario and try because you'll find that humans are generally good people. I mean, I know that sometimes if you have something up with you, if you have some sort of disability, you're probably going to think that people are going to respond to it and feel the same way that you do about it sometimes and they're going to react negatively but quite often there is so much more compassion and acceptance and love in people than you can ever begin to accept and you're not going to be able to bring that into your life until you get out there so if anything what i've learned is that so many people are amazing and all of the opportunities are out there for you no matter how different you are and sometimes being different is an advantage in these situations um, and can bring in all the more positivity than you'd expect. So it's worth trying. It has been lovely speaking to you. <laughs> and <laughs> you uh, before before we jump off, where can everyone find you? Just so they can uh, hear it from you. Any you know, any channels that you have? Um, I have a YouTube channel. Look up Sweet Anita on on YouTube, and um, I'm Sweet Anita 
on Twitch as well. There's an underscore between Sweet and Anita, and that's how you'll find me. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you. It's been lovely. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, that 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 was amazing. Like that girl is just. I just I have no words. I first of all I couldn't even ask any questions because she was just crushing everything. <laughs> like she was just crushed it. Like she's great, man. She's she uh she's giving it she's very well spoken and it's so cool what you said too. The all the ticks just kind of fade into the background. Yeah, you start in, in the beginning like in very the, strange in the beginning to in, like But like in the beginning when she s- said the word kitten, I thought it was like an answer and I was like I don't really know what that means, but like I just, <laughs> it has to mean something cuz she yeah. said it, you know? So I just kept moving forward, but then I started to know she was saying the, the it and then she explained it and yeah. then I'm like, "Oh, okay, that was just a tick in the beginning." Yeah. But then after a while, the ki- especially the kittens, you don't really notice cuz they no. just come in and out of words sometimes and you know, the whistles eventually you're just it's just part of it. It's like it, a soundtrack. The to example it. she gave is is incredibly accurate where you know especially like living in new york city when you live in a busy area uh you don't hear the cars you don't hear the traffic you don't hear any of that stuff anymore yeah you know what i mean it's just kind of like second nature but someone who lives in a very quiet town they come here and they're like dude how do you sleep here right. you know and i almost feel uncomfortable in silence like when i go somewhere you know i but, will say it's everything's a lot more boring now without without that like soundtrack in the back you know <laughs> you were ridiculous i swear but uh, yeah no she's awesome definitely urge you guys to check her out as well like she said her twitch and youtube uh sweet anita a-n-i-t-a and then on twitch it's sweet underscore anita and yeah i mean the following she built is super impressive like yeah, i'm huge. twitch too i, I yeah. mean i don't know if you guys are familiar with twitch the mostly a gaming platform like live streaming mm-hmm. like the number she has over four hundred thousand followers that's not easy to get yeah this isn't this isn't like you know instagram or whatever where there's a bunch of people with millions like four hundred thousand is a very substantial amount of uh, followers (laughs) i just scrolled down on the twitch there's merch and she actually did say this once (laughs) it says can i fuck your biscuit that's great t-shirt see like this is this is like amazing that like and i'm always blown away by this and i always say it like at this point of the show when when people have something that when I think about it, I'd be like, this might be something that I'd be very self-conscious of, or I'd be very insecure of. And she just spins it around and she just like, she just owns it. And she's got merch that like has some of her ticks on it. And like, yeah. she's just, that's super, I think that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And it's amazing that it's organic too. It, this seems like something so crafted and like curated, like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like there has to be a, a Twitch streamer out there who has Tourette's. It's perfect. It makes sense. We'll make the merch. But it, that was never her thought going in. Like uh-huh. she just wanted to game and live stream. And right. then for all of this to develop just kind of naturally from that uh, is is amazing. And yeah, I've, I've watched some of the streams and it's just super fun. And it's like you just leave happier. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, dude, uh- talk she's so like upbeat and like her accent is awesome love that <laughs> second awesome. uh guest from the uk yeah yeah but she's great man that was, that was really cool and i mean i think this is one of the most interesting episodes we've ever done because not only are you hearing it you know hearing the story you're actually hearing the ticks as it's going on so it's like you can actually experience what it's like being around someone who has a, a i mean I think she said it was a more severe case, I would say, because she kind of has right. like a, a bunch of different ones. Um, and, you know, she also talked about the other ones where it's like, if I have a pen in my hand, I'll draw all over the couch or something like that. Yeah. She keep writing. I mean, it's, it's just, 
I felt like I was there, you know, because you're experience, experiencing it while hearing about it. You yeah, know? Mo- most things you, you don't get that. It's just kind of We're speaking hearing about the story. it in hindsight. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a ride, man. S- super interesting. Yeah. yeah, that was a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Man. Well, definitely, uh, again, check her out, Sweet Anita on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, I, I think you will definitely enjoy that if you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Um, and you guys can follow me on social media at Joe Sanagato. And if you have something that you think would fit right for the show, you can send us an email. You just head to OPLshow.com slash contact. And there's a form there that you could fill out and send it to us. And we go through all of them. So, you know, if you think it fits for the show, we'll reach out. We'll schedule something. And yeah. You can find me at Greg Dybeck. Follow the show on Twitter at OPL Show. And check out our Instagram at OPL Podcast, where we'll be posting video clips, you know, talking about the different episodes. And leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Yep. And that is all. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm.